welcome back to another episode of Horner Confessions. Uh, you can follow me at film underscore wanderer. You can follow me on film underscore wanderer as well on Instagram. You can follow me, uh, no captain zero on Snapchat. Uh, you can also read my work at uh, filmwonder.wordpress.com. The filmwonder.wordpress.com. Um, so, yeah, man. Um, so I'm not in my bed this time. Uh, trying to trying to cram an episode for y'all. Um, I was gonna try to do one of these um, Sunday, but I I just cram a lot of stuff, like trying to cook food for the week and um, you know you know get my, my my place set up and get all that taken care of. And um, yeah, so I'm I was really doing a lot of that. Like I I had a show ready to go, and then just my body was like, nope. Uh, your body's like, you better get some sleep, boy, or else you're going to feel like crap. And I try to get a show in, you know, Monday morning. You know, I, I overslept because that's what usually happens when I'm trying to trying to sleep, you know. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm up, up here, uh, you know, doing one of these um, late Tuesday morning. So, um yeah, man. So uh, last week, um, I kind of did the show a little differently. I mean, aside from doing it for my bed, um, but I'm doing, I'm gonna do the show differently. Um, instead of like doing like articles and like you know, you know, I have like you know sort of takes, you know, takes that I, I you know I have takes and all that. I'm gonna do that at the beginning of the show, and then I'm gonna do movie reviews like to like sort of like start the show. So. You know those after the credit reviews I've been doing on a podcast format. I still might do them. I just don't know if it'll be it'll be in the format I used to do them in. Um, I record, you know, I record a podcast, you know, doing after the credit reviews, and I put it out. But I'm trying to slowly get back into writing. Um, I mean, it hasn't been easy because I just I have just been. Just time, man. It's just not been on my side, but I've been trying to do more of those to um to, to do more writing and stuff. Um, so so I, I mean, I'm losing the train. I'll, I'll say it again. I've been trying to do more writing. Um, and it's not really because it's not really the reason why I'm, I'm doing um I'm doing less at the credits on, on a podcast format. It's just it's just it's just. I felt it was better for the show to do it this way. Like, like I have opinions about things that happen in the news and, and you know, and as far as like, you know, what happened to this person, that person, um, or I have a take on this thing or that thing. So I decided, you know, if I'm going to sort of like use my film expertise for something, I might as well put it on the show and then sort of separate it and then make it its own, its own thing differently. Like, like I, sorry. Um, I had um, initially, like, I almost I thought of this before, but you know, I just thought sort of the way I was doing the show, it, it felt lethargic just doing the same thing all over again, because because it felt like the show really didn't have a place, you know, you know, you I mean, I, you guys want to hear my my opinion about certain movies that I've seen, and you know, I don't think I have that kind of voice to do like. You know, okay, what's your take on this thing? You know, on the, you know, later down the show, 
So rather than trying to be something, do some like hard hitting sort of stuff or whatnot, I decided it's probably best to incorporate movie reviews in the Warner Confession show rather than separate it and make it its own thing or whatnot. Now, again, I still might do it. It just may not be. I just won't do it as much as I used to. And it, I mean, I might be doing it as much now because when I used to do it, I put it early in the show and then I do new stuff. And then I kind of just realized that, you know, they're too short and they're too and they're too narrow. And rather than rather than do that, I might as well just give a breath of what I thought of the movie on the show. So I have three movie reviews I'm going to talk about. Um, First Man, um, the new Halloween, and um, this movie on Shudder called um, Revenge. Uh, so I'm going to talk about those three movies and um, give my takes on those. Um, I um, I'm going to talk about Halloween, you know, during as during the topic session. I I'm, I have this what you want to call it from now on. I'm going to call it a topic session. I might think of a better name probably down the road, but but um. And this is sort of to like you know give the show more of a personality that that I, I'm more comfortable with than how I used to do it. So uh, sorry about that. I had to I had to cough uh, mucus out of my mouth. Um, so that's what I'm gonna do from now on, um, rather than how I've been doing the show. Um. So, um, yeah, man, um, I do want to, so I guess the first thing I want to talk about is, um, um, so yeah, I was like on, I was on Twitter, like, like about, I think a couple days ago. Um, and, um, yeah, Chelsea Handler, um, comedian or white comedian, she was on Ellen DeGeneres show, um, I guess promoting uh, her um, uh, voting in the midterms, and um, I won't say it like hit me a certain way or whatnot, but I just I was kind of like interested as to like um, sort of her take on uh, voting and stuff. And she mentioned you know how um, you know how she was a bit disillusioned. Um, when Obama was president, and then you know when Trump became president, and you know she had the thought of you know we're not racist anymore, um, which you know a lot of white folks probably had that same feeling. Liberal white folks had that same feeling, and then you know Trump you know, assumes office, and they're like, oh my god, um, you know we, we uh, I, you know what have we done and whatnot. Um, so I won't really go into the whole specifics about you know the eight years of Obama and all that stuff. You kind of know that stuff, and I and I I don't really want to feel like on the show about that um i probably said this i probably said it in some format on the show i might have i might not um but i'm not gonna do it here um but yeah um she had a pretty interesting take on um you know her comments um on it and um i felt like playing this so give me one second
this is what you're talking about. Uh, okay, this is what you're talking about, Brett Kavanaugh. Okay, so yeah, that was a take I, I kind of wanted to get, sort of to gather. Um, like I was kind of like a twofold on it. I was like, I was like, okay, that, that's cool. And then I was like, eh, I was like, yeah, um, yeah. Um, I guess my thing is is like I, I kind of, I guess kind of what I was saying is like like I guess the whole Kavanaugh stuff. And I would say probably even the shit she says, she because she says some she has some pretty pretty question pass about you know think but things she said about black women and um uh you know uh black people in general she's she said some stuff amy schumer to a certain extent says some stuff too um and you know she's she's been out there you know trying to make some noise taylor swift's been out there trying to make some noise and you know she's gotten you know um she's got people more people registered to vote in tennessee um to, you know against marshall blackburn um so like, you know, like it's it's kind of pretty. It's cool. I won't say I won't say it's cool, but it's like for this, it's it's kind of good to see her get get activated and you know try to use her privilege for good. Um, because it could have been the other way around. We've been you know been the same way again. You know, people you know not using the privilege for good and. And um, not, you know, saying anything about this. And um, I think it's really good that she's using her voice for this. Now, um, I'm trying to see if I want to play more. I'll play some more in a moment, but I, I do want I do have some more to say. Um, um, now. I don't think now listening to that crowd, like I didn't, I wasn't like um, convinced that, okay, they're all going to like, you know, you know, vote for the, you know, vote in the best interest because white and all white. I mean, it just is. And white folks, white women, you know, particularly do covet whiteness, even over their own, um, you know, their own um, gender. So, you know, it's kind of a catch twenty. I'm gonna say it's a catch twenty two, but it's, but it's just that thing. It's like you know, you know, those these things are happening. You know, your rights are being eroded, and you know, it something very personal to them hit them, um, hit them hard, and um, you know, they're finally, you know, they're finally, they're finally, you know letting their voices be heard um when they could have just been like um oh 
you know, nothing's going to, you know, we'll be fine, nothing's happening, and then, you know, something in their, in their minds has changed, um, you know, something traumatic happened, you know, of course, Brett Kavanaugh, you know, having, you know, the testimony, and, you know, having a checkered past in college, you know, all of this shit, so, um, I just hope, uh, it is used for good, um, Yeah, man, we'll see. We'll see what happens um, in that case. Um, uh, one second. Uh, okay, now I want to talk about Jason Bloom of uh, Bloom of Bloom House. Um, yeah, uh, he was he was quoted an article saying. Um, um, this is awkward trying to type. Oh, and my freaking <laughs> live podcasting, guys. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, yeah, long story short. Um, yeah. Long story short. Um, um, yeah, so, J- yeah, Jason Bloom basically said, um, he was asked about a question about, you know, hiring horror, horror, I mean, women to direct horror movies. And he basically said that, um, and I'm looking at some stuff about him dressed up as Stormy Daniels. Like, Eesh, Jesus. I mean, to me. Yeah. Um, so I'll give it, I'll give it a long story short part of this. Cause I think for, I think a variety covered this, but he basically said that, you know, I don't see women directors and doing horror. Um, which and I would and to and to give him a little bit of leeway, he did say, you know, we're trying to fire him. You know, I think he said one of the directors from uh, I want to say, uh, okay, it's Polygon. Okay, it's Polygon. Jennifer Kent, Jennifer Kent, uh, the Baba Duke. Um, Jennifer, uh, uh, Jennifer Kent and uh, Leigh Yannick. Uh, okay. Which is which is what he said. The name he couldn't remember, um, and here's the quote he said: "He said there are not a lot of female directors, period, um, even less who are inclined to do horror." It's true, but you have to also understand how that does sound to women, in particular, because it, might, it will just register as, and I don't mean to mansplain. Um, Okay, that they're not women direct, that, that, that I don't think women want to direct horror movies. You know, just the, the just the implicit, just it, it's that okay, they're not directing them. They don't seem to want to do them. Um, you know, they're not out there. You know, that sort of thing. And um, yeah, just the, the funny thing to me is. Um, Women, I, I, you, you, you got to be careful with that one because, like, you never know unless you get one or two or three or four who do the, these movies. And when someone says something like that, it, it just again it makes it imply that okay they're not doing the movies they don't want to do them they, you know they, you know women are squeamish about horror movies when in fact women like horror movies. Always have like horror movies, 
um, you know, you just have to go find them. Um, but I can also understand how that sound, how, you know, someone who would say, that, okay, women aren't doing these movies or, or, you know, we haven't found the people, you know, the women to do the movies. It, it just, it's, it, it always, to me, it always sounds like, okay, you're not looking for them. It's like saying, you know, they're not any, you can't find it. Well, I don't think you, there aren't, there, you can't find any black people directing movies. And, you know, I, um, you know, we're, you know, we just don't see them in there. And, and when I hear that, you know, as well as a black person, you know, talking on the show, I'm always going to hear it as like, okay, you're not looking for them because I don't think you want to find them. Um, even though you might be saying, you know, the right thing to say, but it's, but it feels very empty. Like you don't consider us. You don't really see us. And in this, in this case, you don't see women. Why you're particularly not going to be specific. Um, Cause you know, I wonder if he wants to hire a black woman to direct a movie or you know, a brown woman to direct a movie um, in, the, in that very genre. I mean, I mean, I mean, Jason Blue makes a ton of these movies for a for a very small budget. Halloween, Vince's latest Halloween iteration, ten million dollars budget. Like the like, and these movies be making buku money, buku money. But he he did apologize, um, and his apology is very um, um, was very um, sincere, and I believe him. And I'll read it to you here. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for calling me out on my dumb comments in that interview. I made a stupid mistake. I spoke out, spoke too quickly about a serious issue, an issue I'm passionate about. Over fifty percent of our audience is female. Over fifty percent of Blumhouse executives are. Sex are women. Some of our most successful franchises are anchored by women, including the one opening t- today, tomorrow. Led by the biggest female legend in this genre, but we have not done a good enough job with female directors, and it is not because they don't exist. Um, which is sort of how the comment, well, how the comment was framed. But again, I'm gonna say it anytime you say it, and a, a man says it in a way that implies that they don't want to do it, it's always going to sound that way. It's it, it, That's just how it works. It's just going to sound that way. And then uh, I heard from many today, the way my passion came out was dumb, and for that I'm sorry, I will do better. Yeah, I mean, that's all you can do is just own, own up to your comment, and hopefully you don't slip up and make the same mistake again. And hopefully you do hire women in that very genre. I mean, and I'll go right into it right now. Okay, Halloween 2018 <sighs> made about $77.5 million. Like, that is about on par. Or, rephrase it, 76.2 because of actuals. Um, still a lot of money. Still a ton of money. Um, that's a lot of money, man. Um, Yeah, man. Um, that's amazing. That um, it did as well as it did. Um, it is amazing that Jamie Lee Curtis, I mean, looks as fine as she does at fifty-nine years old. You know, still kicking it. It's amazing to me. Um, that um, 
the studio is 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 just doing the work and is 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 uh Blumhouse has has just made, you know, hit after hit after hit. Even, you know, uh Truth or Dare, which I didn't like, um you know, I think that makes money too. Um like they make nothing but hits. Um and um um I think I think Halloween I think it's opening weekend is on par with it. Let me go ahead and check what it did last year. Uh, give me one second. Looking up it right now. Okay. Okay, not chapter two. I want chapter one. Oh, my bad. It made way more. <laughs> it made $123 million. <laughs> This one is seven. This is not even close to what it did. To what it did, and uh, I really feel that was a that was a, a, a anomaly. But it did this thing, and you know, Halloween uh, 2018, which is which is what I refuse to call Halloween outright because the first one in 78 was called Halloween, so I'm gonna call it 2018, which is basically a sequel 40 years after the first movie because they basically basically was like. Fuck Halloween Resurrection, fuck H20, fuck 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and fuck the Rob Zombie joints. <laughs> um, it just skipped all over that uh, to, to make this movie um, come to life. And um, they did it. And um, they did it with, with um, good marketing. Um, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis. I haven't really watched her interviews. Um, I mean, I, I try, I, you know, I, when I watch a movie, I don't try, I try not to watch a lot of stuff with the film, uh, press releases, uh, interviews. I try to do that stuff afterwards and, um, I didn't really get a chance to watch those interviews and, you know, the, the things they've done, like to, to sort of like, you know, retcon everything they, that, uh, they could do to make this one come to life, so, yeah, um, this is, um, yeah, it's a big deal, um, it's a big deal for Jamie Lee Curtis, it's a big deal for, you know, a woman who's over 55 years old, you know, anyone who's 55 years old doing this, it's a big deal, um, um, and, I don't know how you're gonna do a seek for this. Um, that's kind of my own interpretation, you know, because the ending kind of felt it didn't really feel open ended. It was it just ended, um, and I'll get to my review of that movie later on today, tonight rather, um, and I will share my thoughts. But yeah, it's yeah, it's really cool that um, nostalgia basically kicked this shit back into high gear, and um, yeah, another one as a uh, DJ Khaled would say. So yeah, um, First Man um, is the, my first review of of uh, the show, which I saw last week. And First Man is based on a book. Um, it's I don't know who the author's name is. I had never read the book. Um, but long story short, it's it's basically another uh, uh, Neil Armstrong movie. Um, and I'm not saying that facetiously, it's basically a Neil Armstrong movie, and it's kind of more into these guys going into space and the, dealing with the the um, the dangers of it, 
it's really about a man who had to, a man who had to deal with the, the passing of his daughter and how that event changed him um and all um but um it's started by Damien Chazelle who has directed um Whiplash and uh, La La Land two hits um and two movies that nabbed him um best director nominations so um I mean he he's a, he's a very sought after name and um you know and being, and to be given uh the um honor to do a movie about um one of our best astronauts of our time one of the one of the best I, I guess I guess best yeah one of the um I guess heralded um astronauts of our time um along with Buzz Aldrin um I guess you know it, it's a big honor um first things first um the movie is well shot it is well directed I, I like the way it looks um especially I, I like the way how you know the Armstrongs the family itself just just those those very shots um I, I kind of like how that is sort of set in um like um shots of this movie reminded me of interstellar in a way and i and i say that because um um like there're scenes in the movie where like like Giselle basically nabs um just um the way an aircraft's supposed to look you know like these like these um shots of um or these side shots of um such and such um, I, I should I should say such and such, but these shots of um him uh well I keep doing this I meant the shots of the craft the aircraft the um the testing um, pl- um stuff from NASA like those shots and even when they're in space you know those are really really good shots and that and they're very Nolan esque in that way because Nolan had some like shots from the craft where it was kind of like tilted one way and another way sort of like giving the impression of you know sort of like you know this i guess the force that the 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 pilots are going through like those are really cool shots um and you do see you know just the the just the the task and just the toll that you know getting this thing right goes through for these for these pilots um, you know, going through you know G force tests, you know how to you know how does this work, that work, you know math equations, you know stuff hidden figures did. Um, but you know this is for white men. <laughs> but I I, I digress. Um, and um, you know Neil is just dedicated to his job, but he's most but he's mainly dedicated because he doesn't want to deal with the fact that he has to deal with passing of his daughter um and he's got to deal with um you know with his wife and his kids and you know just all of all, all that stuff so in that respect it's kind of relatable however I will say on the other end of it is now what do you need to see this movie it's like you really I'm gonna be honest 
you really don't have to see this movie. And um, the the biggest problem with First Man for me. Oh, I forgot to say, oh, Saladin is really good, and I'll probably get to that in a, in a bit too. But the biggest problem with First Man to me is is really a big one. It's you've seen this before, even if you haven't seen this take, which I would guess is probably the most accurate depiction of it. It's like so what you've kind of seen this in before, be it Apollo Eleven, if in books, documentaries, newspaper accounts, etc., etc. You have seen this story before. You have seen how we beat uh, Soviet Russia, you know, to 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 be uh, the best at at uh, aircrafts, at, at you know space at, in space, you know, how you know the you know, Americans went through you know hell and back, people dying to get this shit right, and there is a lot of death in this movie, but you have seen this tale before. Um. I wasn't really that impressed with Ryan Gosling because I'm like, he's basically playing stoic Ryan Gosling. Um, and it's like, I know people are like, oh, but but this is how Neil Armstrong was. But it's like, um, as someone who was kind of like, liked his work, uh, uh, Ryan Gosling, it's kind of the same shit. You know, Drive, same shit. Um, uh, Blade Runner 2049, same shit. Uh, this movie, same shit. Um, any, any indie movie you've seen him in, it's the same shit. Nice guys. Nice guys is probably like the one movie I would say, okay, Ryan Gosling kind of demonstrated some, you know, some range. Though you can also make an argument, even in that parts of the movie was like, okay, he went back to being boring Ryan Gosling, you know, with uh, Russ Crowe punching people and breaking people's arms. Um, so, yeah, um, there's that part of it too where you're kind of just like, you're like, am I supposed to be compelled or am I just watching a guy kind of just go through the motions to sort of just do the thing he does all the time in a movie. And it it leaves a movie like this sort of, it, it leaves me underwhelmed because I don't know what else you can do with this story. And that's the main problem with First Man is it, it doesn't really leave you a lot of room to expand this story and, and, and these people. Because their their stories have been exhausted to death. Even if you're trying to you're you're trying to showcase speed, inertia, all that stuff, fine, great. And that he's a stoic man, fine, great. But there's so much you can tell with this person. And it's not really much else you can tell. It's it's gonna be the same shit. And that's the movie's failing, unfortunately, is there that there's some familiarity with it. There's too much familiarity with it, even as you're trying to make this compelling movie, and it just it just it don't work on me. And honestly, I don't think it really is going to work on a lot of audience members because I mean, I'm looking at the box office returns of this movie, and it it, it, it didn't have the great second week. It, like you probably wonder, forty percent drop. It's like okay, that's not too bad, but. You add the cost of $59 million budget. I think it made like last week, it made about uh, over the weekend, it made about $16 million. So you're already, it, it, it's kind of in trouble. Um, I'd say in big trouble. Um, nearly half its audience. Um, like if it had like $25, $26 million, maybe, you know, you 
obviously probably a better, you know, drop in the long term. But honestly, it's kind of hard to say, really, um, if this movie is going to, you know, have long term prospects. Because, um, um, yeah, um, it's going to be, the box is going to get pretty crowded and it's going to be left in the dust. Um, it's not much coming out next week or this week, really. I know that mid 90s movies coming out, but I don't know how many artists, how long it's going to be playing. You got you got that movie coming out. You got um, um, the Nutcracker movie by Disney, which hasn't really gotten a lot of publicity, um, which I guess is, is, is quite surprising. That's coming out. I think people are going to see that. Um, uh, Beautiful Voice come out in theaters, and that movie looks pretty good. <sighs> Widows. Oh, Widows. If Beale Street can talk. I still haven't seen the trailer for that movie. But, um, you know, again, you know, it, 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 it's, it's a big deal, man. And, um, you know, I really felt this really didn't do anything for me. Claire Foy, I will say this, though. Um, I like her a lot in, the, in this movie. Um, she was probably the main character that I was really compelled and I really felt a lot of guilt for because she's got to deal with his stoic ass and he's got she's got to be, you know, trying to be a, a, a mother to her kids when her, 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 um, her basically, you know, um, out of touch, out of touch, you know, husband is basically trying to do, you know, space stuff while she's got has to deal with you know kids and work and you know and um you know living with you know how how he's dealing with space tests and and all that stuff and um you know those scenes were pretty compelling um but but yeah man it's just it, it's too familiar you know despite a different take on it um, Ryan Gosling's kind of st- is too stoic for my taste. Um, even though I kind of get it, it's fine for the movie. Um, it's pretty boring. Like two hours and twenty minutes. I kind of, I had to get presses to be to, to make sure that I didn't, I didn't, I was assured I didn't fall asleep. It was, it was, it was a lot. Um, to be quite honest. Um, yeah, man. Um, so you're, I give it a three out of five. Um. And, and I said so on, on the video, and I'm going to say so on audio format. I give it a 3 out of 5. Like, th- there's a, a Warcraft movie here, but you've, I've seen this story before. I don't really need to see this again. Um, you know, I don't care what kind of spin it is, what kind of spin or take this is. I don't even care if it's based on a book. It's the same story. We've seen it already. Um, now, now this, movie, this next movie I'm going to review is kind of interesting. Um, um, Revenge, which I finished yesterday. Um, um, <laughs> like, th- th- I'm not saying it's a great movie. I, it's a good movie. Um, I mean, it's a it's a French movie. It's a French movie that was um that was filmed at TIFF. It's it's the Canadian Film Festival up up in Canada. Um. Um. So yeah, man. Um, this movie's very bloody. There's not a lot of actors in it. 
um, woman uh, is with her boyfriend in, in this undisclosed uh, place, um, undisclosed desert. Um, they're in a home um, by this by this. Uh, I guess who the guy's name is. Um, the actor and the act and the play and the character he played in that in this movie. Um, so yeah, the guy, um, I guess th- they're in this place for a day or so, for, for a couple of days or so. And, um, you know, fly, fly her back, fly them back. And, um, you know, unfortunately there's a rape that happens. Um, yeah, rape happens. Um, okay. What's the guy's name? Um. Um. Okay. Fuck yo. Let me go to let me go to IMDb. They they changed they changed um Wikipedia changed the it's funny yeah, Wikipedia changed the freaking um <laughs> the casting. <laughs> um, hold up. Um. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, Kevin Jensen's, I play by he plays Richard. Richard, um, is the homeowner of the place. Um, and uh, Matilda, Matilda Lutz, uh, the, the 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 main lead of the movie, who I thought was really good in the film. Um, she gets raped. Um, they basically they basically throw her off the ledge. Um, Richard does along with Stan and Dimitri. Um, basically just toss her off like nothing happened and shit um and um it's what basically just ensues is basically just a woman trying to um get revenge on these motherfuckers who you know left her for dead basically um and it's a little it's a little slow um at first um but you know once the movie sort of like you know hits a stride it kind of just goes and it just does its thing um like I, I was reading this article in um IndieWire um that um, uh, people passed out watching this movie because it's very bloody, um, and the blood it, it, it is really visceral because they're they're in the desert, and this woman who who might as well have been in hell, you know, to cauterize her wounds, to you know get another person's you know um, weapons and. Um, you know, to basically take charge of the people who fucked fucking wronged her, um, and um, yeah, someone had a seizure, um, and the director, um, what's the director's name? Um, Coraline uh, Frigit. I'm probably saying her name wrong. Um, yeah, she had to be the one to um, say, you know, for what I'm told, that the guy had a seizure, but I think he's fine. And um, yeah, the movie's very bloody. And yeah, there's a movie, in this, and there's a movie, and there's a scene in the movie where uh, Buddy has to remove uh, a, a a piece of glass from his foot. I won't tell you how to how he got the glass on his foot. You would have to see the movie to find out how he got the glass on his foot. Um, it it was pretty fucking cringeworthy. <laughs> and um. Yeah, they went through intense shooting. Um, um, initially, she wasn't chosen for the role. It, like it was another actress 
who was supposed to be playing her part, but she was so uncomfortable with with the way that with the movie was going that basically Matilda's like, you know, put me in coach, I'll, I'll take it, and um, she took it and she did a heck of a job. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's a pretty good ride um, from start to finish. Um, um, I, I I like the movie has really good lighting. Now there are parts of the movie where I kind of felt the movie kind of kind of cheap was was it felt a little cheap. Um, especially that where's that that scene where she falls, you know, uh, from a ledge to to a tree, and it just didn't look good. It, it just it it, it it reminded me of Mortal Kombat two, and 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 here's what I mean, right? You know, as you as you do a finishing or finisher uh, move on pit two, and you uppercut a person, and then and then basically the camera shifts to the person. Uh, you know, falling to his or her death, you know, you know, 100 something feet in the air, you know, to the ground level. Um, it, it, and it looks like it looks really pixelated and weird. And 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 that's kind of what that scene looked like to me. Not not the, not the pixelation, but just the camera is so close on her and she's falling. But it's basically. It's like a green screen, you know, in the background, to sort of make up for the fact that okay, we probably don't have the money to sort of like show her falling, so we have to kind of make it look like she's falling, but it it's gonna look weird, and that's kind of how it looks. So like, the movie has some weird shots like that, where it's like okay, you can see Mia's kind of trying to save a buck. You kind of see it; it's kind of evident they're trying to save a buck. Um, so yeah, there was that. Um, the acting was the acting was good, uh, mostly by the lead character, by Matilda Belloc. She did. She did really good work. Richard was probably the second best, and everyone else I thought was just okay. Like the guy trying to like try to um, trying to mack at the woman, it, it was more. I don't think he could he could nail the line um, for me. Um, he, I think because um, the movie is French English. Um, it, I, I don't know. That was sort of the, the way he was trying to say, say the line. You know, we don't. You know, uh, trying to. It, trying to, I guess, get her attention. You know, why don't you like me? And then he said, and she said, you know, I don't, I just find you attractive, that's all. Um, was the line of the movie she, she uttered. And um, I just didn't think he could really gravitate that, that, that terror, but I think he was maybe this awkward, bumbling, stumbling dude. And I guess I bought it, but I guess just that, that very part of the movie where he couldn't really, he, he was trying to, Honestly, he was utter, trying to utter line, but it just, it, I just didn't like the way it was, it was said, I guess it's sort of my thing. If, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, man, um, otherwise, it, it's a good ride. It's like a three and a half out of five. Um, I mean, if you have Shudder, um, you know, definitely, you know, purchase a, a subscription. And, uh, you know, it's playing right now, man. Like, they have a lot of good stuff going on on, on Shudder. Um, side note, this is not a promotion for Shudder. So, I'm not getting any money from Shudder. So, I want to make that clear. Um, you know, it's it's a good website. Um, it's a good website, good app. Um, you know, if you want to see some good horror movies, horror movies, supernatural movies, thrillers, you know, Alfred Hitchcock, um, original Halloween. Um, you know, they have what you need. And uh, definitely... Definitely check it out. 
speaking of Halloween, um, uh, I'll just get right to it. Um, yeah, I thought it was all right. Um, I thought it was decent. Not great. Um, I thought Jimmy Lee Curtis was really good. I thought, um, I thought really most of these were good. I, th- I mean, pretty much everyone did play their a lot of parts for what it was. Um, um, I, I'll, I'll just get to, I'll just cut kind of brother chase. It, I, this movie had to be really challenging to make. And what I mean by that is like, they, they had to try to make, the, they had to try to pretend that the, 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 the lore between 70 Halloween to 2018 Halloween, like they had to sort of like do a long scale reach to make sure all the pieces fit and for them I guess I, I would say for some parts it does and other parts it just doesn't because that's a lot that you have to tell and that's a lot you have to sort of like make sense to um, to an audience to get people to under to um, to get them to understand you know the, the task you bestowed with because it is a very tough thing to write a movie of this magnitude get it to be very um, intriguing compelling challenging you know all that stuff and and um, you know Dan McBride was one of the script writers I think David Gordon Green um, was the other writer uh, for this movie, um, and I, I gotta find it, their interviews. So I don't have, I don't have, I haven't really watched an interview at the moment. Um, so, but I'll say this: like, it, it it gives you what you want as far as action goes. Like, you know, it's, you know, the action boots are pretty good. Um, you know, the pacing for the most part is good. Um, just for me, I really wasn't really compelled. It felt like a standard fare, a horror movie, or a standard for horror movie with, with a lot of action elements. And then having seen horror like take this big jump in like the last few years, it, it's kind of like this franchise has been left behind for this very reason that others have sort of like been able to, you know, take its place and do what prior Halloween movies have been able to do, and that's. You know, make good movies. Um, so yeah, man, that's kind of the thing with it. It's like, you know, mm, um, but yeah, man, um, Yeah, man. Um, it's it's quite a lot. Um, just, just the storytelling they had to um, they sort of had to try to you know unravel and try to unwind and try to um, um. It's like 
But it's just like, I really feel like the movie kind of, it feels, I won't say it feels lost, but it's just, it's just a lot of other things are just sort of left by. I, I, I'm glad it's made its money. I'm glad, you know, um, Blumhouse, you know, found another, you know, good writer, but I just felt like something was missing with this. Um, just well-directed. Um, um, I like the action set pieces. They're good. Um, you know, but I but I think another thing that kind of killed this movie was some of the ads sort of gave away you know certain tension and selling points. Um, so they could have found a way to sort of better disguise the movie as far as like okay what's going to happen in it and and you didn't really get that you didn't really get that. Um, so you know you know I gave it us a three. Um. You know what I if I recommend it, what I recommend is, is like yeah to Halloween fans and you know I guess people who you know have an affinity for you know um, this kind of joint you know definitely see it um, um, I mean you know, at least matinee I guess is sort of like where I would say it's like probably where you spend your money you're probably better off spending your money is you know probably find a you know a, a, a decent price for it um, I mean I, I mean Jamie Lee Curtis looks great. Um, I mean, um, she did a good job, and, you know, I do hope to see, you know, more, I guess, more women of her age do these roles, like Linda Hamlet's going to do a Terminator movie, and, you know, she looks good, um, Sigourney Weaver, you know, Angela Bassett, like, I would like to see more of these, um, but maybe better done, it's kind of my thing, um, and I really felt Halloween could be better done, um, now, I will say this. There's a kid in this movie who had me bawling. Um, her name... My bad. Um, hold up. Let me look up this kid's name. Um, okay. Alright. Look at this kid's name. Jabral Natambu as Julian. <laughs> like he he wasn't in the movie very long, but oh my god, he he really killed it. Um, oh, I forgot. There's another thing I wanted to say about it. Yeah, it's very humorous. Yeah, I mean, uh, a humorous horror movie works, but it's like, ugh. it's like I really wanted that terror though. You know, I want more terror than this. Then um, I want more. I wanted you know a tension filled horror movie like um, you know Quiet Place gave us. You know, this one felt felt a little bottom numbers to me. I mean, that's just how I feel about it, really. Um, but um, yeah, man. I mean, but if you do want to see it, you know, no one can stop you. Okay, uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> uh, I wish I didn't sound like this, you know, doing the show, but um, yeah, I'm tired. Um, so yeah, again, you can follow me on Film Underscore Wanderer on Twitter and Instagram. Um, no campus are on Snapchat. Uh, TheFilmWanderer.wordpress.com is where you can reach me. Um, and you can also listen to the show um, on Poppy.com. Um, 
But uh, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm ended. Um, the Wanderer signing off, y'all. I'll get y'all have a good one. I'll take it easy. Bye.